my babies you guys it's been a minute welcome back to the podcast this is the relax with alex podcast i'm your host alex irving and today i just want to like have a heart to heart with you guys because it's been a minute this is the first time i i guess i'll be talking to you this year the last episode i released was in december what the fuck have i been doing i honestly i don't know what happened oh wait i did get a puppy my puppy her name is pepper and she is laying on my feet right now (laughs) but she's crazy and she's about like four and a half months old now i think almost five months She's a really good girl, but it's taken a while <laughs> to tame her a little bit. She's a wild beast. And, oh my god, if you want to see what she looks like, just go look at my Instagram for this podcast, Relax with Alex Pod. I'll post something of her on there so you can see her. But she's a cutie. She has been occupying a lot of my time lately, and every single day I ask myself, why did you do this to yourself? When you're so busy, why did you get a dog? And then I quickly am just like, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. She literally makes me so happy. She's the highlight of my day. I take her for a nice long walk every day to the park. And I take her off the leash because we're far from the parking lot. We just like run around and we do some training. We meet some puppies that walk by. I meet the neighbors. I swear, ever since I got a dog, I've gotten to know all of my neighbors. That's been a new thing. I feel like I actually have connections within my community now. And it's been really interesting. I've I've met a lot of just elderly folk in my area because I live in a uh, neighborhood where there are a lot of senior citizens. And they just walk their dogs around as well. There's like a younger group too. It's interesting. I live right by a high school and a church. Anyway, super safe area, aside from a lot of coyotes. But, yeah, so I have been meeting a lot of just these really wise elderly folks that have been almost like little angels to me. I feel like I get my daily wisdom going out for walks. I don't even bring my headphones or anything. I just kind of walk and am a part of nature. I just let myself, like, absorb into the world and not really think about media in any any context, in any way, shape, or form. It's really, really refreshing. And then uh, sometimes when we go to the park, Pepper will get really tired and then I'll do a workout or something. That's like what I've been loving lately though. The highlight of my day. Just taking my dog for a walk. The simple things. And I know it's the highlight of her day too. The one thing I will say if you're thinking about getting a dog is it's a lot of work. Yes. Um, But that's not even like half of it. Do not get a dog if you're not going to be able to train it. I'm just telling you that. You might think like, okay, I'm too busy to get a dog, but I can make it work right now. This is how I am. But it's not excusable to not train your dog or to just put your dog outside all the time when it's an inside, mostly inside dog, especially. 
Like, my dog is a Maltipoo. She's half Maltese, half Poodle, and she's super fluffy. If I just let her sit outside, she would get so dirty and gross, and then get my house all dirty and gross, and then I wouldn't want her sleeping with me, and there's, like, no point in that. It's just weird, because I look back on my childhood, and I feel like all the dogs I had growing up were outside dogs. And it hurts me, like... I don't know if hurt, hurt is the right word, irks me. I get this like gross feeling in my stomach thinking about it and how like I wish I could go back and like treat those dogs better, but I didn't know better. I was a kid. I just wish my parents didn't. I know it was my dad that was like that. Um, If you know my story, maybe you'll be able to uh, understand that and take that connection a little bit further. (laughs) But anyway, that's basically what's new with me my dog my peps my pepperoni there's so many nicknames for pepper and it's really been a good name choice too she knows her name very well because i i named her the day i brought her home so that also helped (laughs) i didn't change her name at all so she never really got confused but anyway so today i want to focus on this idea of being an advocate for yourself and I want to give you some questions to ask yourself so if you want to pause this and grab a journal really quick and a pen and just sit down get comfy maybe grab a coffee or a tea whatever you want and then press play again we'll go through these questions I'll give you some time to write them down maybe think about them and feel free to just pause it at any moment if you need more time okay but basically i want to set up this discussion with some questions to get your wheels turning to get you thinking and uh yeah just so that we can go into this and have a better conversation sure i'm I'm like saying conversation as if like you're talking back to me but yeah you're basically just internalizing what i'm saying and having a conversation with yourself so same thing (laughs) all right so chances are if you've clicked on this episode today you probably are resonating with this idea of needing to advocate for yourself advocate for yourself needing to be there for yourself show up for yourself stand up for yourself protect yourself all of those things do you struggle with this First of all, do you struggle with this? Do you sometimes just go with the flow, let people call the shots for you? If someone says something or asks something of you that doesn't sit with you well, do you say anything? I know there's a time and place sometimes to speak up, but at the same time, you're always able to speak up. You don't have to be a bitch about it. When you speak up, you can, if anything, really impress someone by your ability to speak up for yourself. So ask yourself, why am I afraid to speak up? That's the first question I want you to put in your journal. Why are you afraid to speak up? Maybe were you neglected as a child? Did you not have your feelings validated by parents or family members or friends sometimes it does go as far back as that 
think about it. You can pause it and think about it if you want. Why are you afraid to speak up? I think for me, it's a combination of things. I know I'm a sensitive person. I don't like confrontation. I don't like to be confronted or to confront others. I don't love criticism, especially like in my relationship. I hate it when my boyfriend calls me out on things and I'm just like, oh my God, but you do this too or you do this thing. Like, why does it matter if I do this? Like, I hate being called out for things. But at the same time, it's so dangerous. It's a slippery slope to make people feel bad for opening up about their feelings. Because you wouldn't want that. It's like very hypocritical if you're going to be upset with your partner. Let's take this example and run with it. And make them feel bad. Put them down for opening up. If you want them to be a safe person to talk to about your feelings when you open up you know sometimes I think there's like this cycle that starts if you feel that you aren't able to speak up and have that safe space to open up and to be heard and to be you know just valued then it's really hard for you to give that to that person in return. So if your partner, let's say, doesn't validate your feelings, doesn't make you feel safe or appreciated, then it's really hard to do those things for them, even if you do feel those things for them. And then the cycle continues, and then they'll continue to not, you know, put gas in your tank if you don't put gas in their tank. And so you have to be careful and sometimes you have to recognize that the problem doesn't start with one person sometimes. Sometimes it's like this dance you're doing together where you're just literally going through that cycle and you're both keeping it going. And so together you have to come to the consensus that you just need to stop. Or sometimes you just need to come to the consensus yourself that you're not going to partake in that cycle anymore and you'll do anything to break free from it but I do think communicating with your partner is really helpful but you know you can you can think about which which uh, avenue you want to venture down do you want to maybe just work on holding it back yourself a little bit changing your attitude and kind of be a leader in a way and hopefully you can change the direction of that cycle to break it or you can have that sit down communication uh, that conversation and get on the same page and make goals together both are really good and, and you can do both you know but um those are just some ideas for you and this goes with anything not just with your partner it can go with your relationship with your family your friends you know your siblings your roommates anything sometimes oh this I see this a lot with roommates So right now, I live with my sister and her boyfriend. And we don't really, like, deal with passive aggressiveness at all. I do think that my last roommate and I kind of dealt with this a little bit. And it was nobody's fault. 
but I know we did a few things that irritated one another. Like, for instance, she would take, like, peanut butter jars out of the fridge and open it and just leave the lid off of it and then leave it on the counter all morning, all day sometimes with the lid off. And it was just, like, little things that bothered me. I'm like, it takes two seconds to just put the lid back on and put it in the fridge. And I would always just want to clean up the mess and put it away for her. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, if I do that, then she might never do it herself. And I would always just overthink it. Like, oh my gosh, I I don't know the right way to approach this situation. And I know I did things too, like where I would leave, I would always hang dry my laundry on like this laundry hanging rack. And... We kind of have a very shaded apartment, so the clothes take a while to dry sometimes because we don't get a lot of sun, and especially when it's colder months. And yeah, so sometimes it would take a few days for my clothes to dry, and they would just be hanging there for a while. And then when they were finally dry, I might not have time like that day to put my clothes away. And so sometimes my clothes would just stay there for like five days in the corner of the room, out of the way. But it bothered her a lot. And it was really hard for me to uh, understand that that was irritating her as much as, like, what she was doing was irritating me. And, like, I kept thinking to myself, like, Ugh, but, like, what you're doing is in the way of, like, me cooking and enjoying my morning, my afternoon, my evening when I'm making my meals. Like, how is my laundry equivalent to what you're doing and then I had to be like Alex shut the fuck up like this is valid I have to validate her feelings and I have to work on this if I want her to work on what she's doing and that really is that and sometimes it's not about oh my gosh that's not a fair way of looking at it you just have to hear each other out and remember that we all have different basis of of why we feel the way we do why we get irritated little things that people do remind us of little things that people in our family maybe did growing up and so you know maybe everyone in her family just kind of like cleaned up as they as they wanted to in the kitchen and and it was different and That was something I just had to understand. And that's something when you have a temporary roommate, you also have to remind yourself is that it's not going to be forever, this situation. And it might not make you happy right now. And yes, you can advocate for yourself and be like, okay, this is something that's bothering me a little bit. Like, I don't want to be passive aggressive about it. I don't want to like just sit behind my phone and text a long paragraph about it. I just want to like bring it up. And I know that I probably do things that irritate you, so let's talk about it. What can I work on if if you can work on this? And that's a good way to approach a situation like that. Okay, so let's move on. I think we've talked about this enough. The next question I want you to think about is, why do I allow myself to be taken advantage of? Why do you allow yourself to be taken advantage of?
Maybe do you lack respect for yourself? Honestly, sometimes it's as simple as that. You don't respect yourself. So you don't really care what happens to you, what people do to you. But I think that's a bunch of baloney, to be honest. Sometimes I think that, though. I'm like, I don't give a shit. They can kill my vibe, kill my energy. What is it to me if I'm not happy in this life? But that sounds really depressing because it is. And so if you're trying to be more progressive and like and work against this pattern of thought, ask yourself, like, is that why you allow yourself to be taken advantage of or is it something else? Is it because in some way it's like a feigned sense of validation? This happens to me at work sometimes. I work I work really, really hard at my job and I I'm just a hostess and food runner in a restaurant. I served some days too, but I'm mostly hosting until they hire more hosts and I get more serving experience. But when I am hosting, sometimes I do feel taken advantage of because I'm a server as well. Because I know how to do every position at the restaurant, basically. I know how to run food, to bus tables, to set tables, to... Open wine, pour wine, bring out beer flights, explain beer, pair beverages with meals. Like, I know how to do everything, and I move really quick, and I move, like, I I work really hard. And sometimes I take my job way too seriously. And unfortunately, because I think where I work is understaffed, it's really easy to kind of feel... Like, I don't want to say taken advantage of, but at the same time, it feels that way where it's like, oh, I think because I work so hard and they see that they expect me to work this hard all the time and I have, like, higher expectations to meet. And there are some days where I go into work and I'm just like, you know what, I'm not very happy pushing myself this hard when it doesn't feel like there's that much of a reward. And... I have to, like, tell myself sometimes, like, this is just a restaurant job. I'm getting way too worked up over this. Like, I need to just reel it back a little bit and not exhaust myself when I don't need to. When no one else is exhausting themselves in this way. I mean, not no one else, but a lot of people don't. And so there are some days where I'm just like, I want to go in. I want to work really hard because I like the feeling of people looking at me and being like, that girl is working hard selfishly I guess it it makes me feel good that does make me feel really nice but I also I also have to be careful there's like a fine line I don't want to cross and there have been times where I've had to email my boss and be like hey I can't work this much it's too much for me with school with my puppy with trying to maintain a social life you know I have a boyfriend I don't have the time of day to work this hard this often. It's really exhausting. It's hard to go home from like a really, really exhausting work shift where you're doing like three jobs at once and then go home to study. It's really tricky. I think something that really takes the extra mile is when you feel 
valued by your coworkers, by your team, by your the management. And so when they do express to me like that they see how hard I'm working and that it does really make an impact for them in a, in a good way, for the better, it does make me feel great, sure. But at the same time, it's just a restaurant job and I'm not looking to work in the restaurant industry for the rest of my life. So getting their approval like that I'm going to be like the best worker till the end of the time of time is not that important. <laughs> like I used to think it was so important to for them to just think I could do anything and like be the best at my job. But it doesn't really matter to me anymore because it's not really my main goal to be the best worker at this restaurant. And so sometimes you have to ask yourself that, like, what what is my purpose here anyway? Yeah. Nothing against working in a restaurant for your whole life, you know? Some people are really into the restaurant industry and are very passionate about it, and that's very respectable. I just know that I'm I'm going to school right now and this is just my job to help get me through school. And it's really easy to get in your head and for your ego to be inflated a little bit when you're like considering your job and your future with your job. But yeah. For me, I personally have had to remind myself, like, it's just a job. (laughs) I could get another job (laughs) if I really wanted to, but it's just a part-time job. Okay, so next thing. Sorry about the airplane if you hear that. (laughs) Did you guys miss that? (laughs) All right, the next thing I feel like that's important to talk about is just complaining about being tired but not doing anything about it. Do you do this? I do this sometimes where I'm just like, fuck, I'm tired, but, like, I don't do anything about it. Why do we do this? Feels good to just tell other people how hard you worked and that you deserve rest. Maybe to, like, dismiss them or get them off your back when they want to ask you to do something for them. Think about that. I'm not going to talk about that one for a long time, but think about that. What what does that uh, bring up for you? Last question. How are you currently protecting your energy? Do you take time out of your day, out of your week to think about this? Or is this the first time maybe you're asking yourself this as I say this to you? How are you currently protecting your energy? Do you journal? Do you sit with friends and talk to them about what you're going through in a positive way where it's not just like venting? Sometimes venting is is good, but you have to make sure that whoever you're venting to is in the right mindset to receive that. That's something I think everyone needs to be a little bit more intentional with. It's so easy to just explode on someone sometimes and not 
remember that that person might have had a stressful day, a long day, and maybe they're wishing they could just escape from the harsh realities of their life. And it's not always the case that they want to hear about someone else's problems. Sometimes that is a distraction for them. So just read the room, always ask, always get the green light, you know? Do you journal? Do you meditate? Do you get good sleep? Do you need an emotional support puppy? (laughs) What can you do to protect your energy, you know? All right. Well, there's a lot you can do with just simply answering the questions that I previously ran through. I just wanted you to get your wheels turning. And I'm going to go into just some tips on how to be an advocate for yourself. And this episode's not going to be much longer, you know, just a few more minutes. I didn't really want to make this a big episode because it's the first one I'm releasing this year. And I want it to be approachable. I always get, like, nervous starting a really long episode of a podcast. So, you're welcome. I guess. Anyway, so the first thing I want to emphasize is just staying organized. You should definitely create some systems to stay organized and keep records and keep things professional. I like to keep records of all of my emails with my boss and with professors with just people that are important, doctors, therapists, my tax person, stuff like that. I like to keep all of those emails in a safe spot or mail. And recently I even just bought a filing cabinet and I'll post a picture of it on my story on that Relax with Alex Pod on Insta. But I basically just divided up this file cabinet with uh, folders. I'm going to read through it right now. It says birth certificates and passport, my W-2s and paychecks, uh, my insurance, like health insurance, car insurance, papers, um, all of my pepper files, my dog files, so all of her vaccination records, and vet bills, stuff like that. And then all of my school forms. So like financial aid stuff and community service stuff. Just things I need for graduation, whatnot. And ever since I did this, ever since I just created a space for all of those papers to exist, it has changed my life. I'm never stressed about finding papers um when i'm on the phone with someone and they're like oh do you have a copy of this paper i'm just like yeah let me grab it it takes me two seconds it's the best feeling i feel like such an adult with this thing (laughs) and no longer do i have a junk drawer that has just like a bunch of papers and shit on the top of the drawer and i have to dig through it forever it's so embarrassing when you're like on the phone and you're like let me find this give me a second (laughs) But yeah, anyway, so just keeping all of 
everything (laughs) organized pretty much helps so much when it comes to being able to be an advocate for yourself. This is just a little tip that will go a long way because when you're organized and prepared and ready to present to whoever what you need it's an endorphin boost like it's it's such a confidence boost really when you just know where all your shit is and it helps with anxiety a lot too okay moving on i want you to try keeping your personal life a little bit separate from your work life this is something i i have seen in my workplace in both in the restaurant that I work at and at my old job when I worked in an office job. There will always be people that talk about their sex lives, that talk about going to the bathroom using vivid details and adjectives that you don't really need to hear, you know? Like, I hate when people are just like, oh, I'm gonna go take a shit right now. It's like, I didn't really ask and I didn't really want to have to visualize that, but thank you for letting me know. It's one thing to like, you know, try to be friends with your coworkers and have a good time. But I personally don't want to put that visual in my coworker's head of me, like, having sex or going to the bathroom and taking a shit. This is just me. This isn't just my preference. You know, you do you. But as I've gotten older, I've realized the more information you tell your coworkers about yourself, those intimate details, those intimate visuals, the more they have to use against you. I'm just saying. People talk. People love to talk. It makes the shift go by quickly. Makes the day go by quickly. If you're in an office job, just be careful of the information you're giving to people, you know? And there there was one time, I will admit, where I um I was opening up to a few of my coworkers about the struggles I was having with my relationship at the time. And I was really, really upset. I got in a pretty bad argument with my boyfriend. This was a while ago, like more more towards the beginning of our relationship i guess but that doesn't really matter either way i opened up about my relationship and my struggles and i ended up just making things work with my boyfriend and and we kept things good and we we had great conversations about what was going on and i do feel like i got a lot of advice from my coworkers that i was able to utilize but at the same time, I feel like I just wish I would have gone to my sister or my friends and talked about it. And I did. I did go to them, too. So it's like, why did I need to talk to even more people about it at my work? And then now it just feels awkward sometimes. Like, if I have, like, it doesn't really feel awkward anymore. But at the time, like, right after, I was emotional and talking to my coworkers about that. Whenever my boyfriend would come in, they would just be like, uh, so you guys are still together? Like, what's happening? And then I would just be like, yeah, like, we're fine. Like, we're great. We talked through everything. And it was in that moment that I realized I maybe made a bigger deal of it than I needed to. Like, maybe I made my coworkers think, like, I was going to break up with my boyfriend. And that was never on the table, like, 
that was never going to happen. I was just really upset about what had happened and the conversation we had. And it was in that moment that I realized I have to be really careful about what I share. And I have to remember, like, we're working. This isn't really a place where I can sit and have, like, an emotional heart-to-heart conversation with my friends, you know? They're just my coworkers and we're working. So that really limits the depth the conversation can go. And these are all just things you have to consider, you know? You don't want to make a situation awkward for yourself in your own workplace because that can really take a toll on your energy at work. Another thing, too, a lot of people just talk about, like, getting drunk or a little bit faded um, or a lot of bit faded uh, at work, not saying on the job, but, like, they talk about their nights of wild rendezvous and i think that's something that you want to be careful about when you're approaching that subject at work as well okay i think i like one one example i also have is in a job interview i was interviewing for a restaurant once and they were asking me like what my favorite cocktails were at some restaurants it was like a very specific question and i told them i really loved this irish coffee cocktail at this restaurant called fable and spirit in newport beach and it's like a hot coffee cocktail and i told them like oh sometimes like after work i'll go and have one of those with a coworker or a friend and we will just have a drink and then i'll go home and like work on my paper and they were just like that doesn't make you sleepy or anything and i was just like yeah wait i probably shouldn't have said it in a job interview that i just had a drink before working on my homework but whatever yeah anyway that's not something i do often it was just something like i thought it would be like a cute thing to say and it totally did not work in my favor And it's probably something I've done one time, too. You know? I just wanted to, like, say something. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Next thing. Utilize the tools available to you. If somebody's offering you their services for free, utilize them. This is something I see with professors all the time. Meet me in my office hours. Email me if you have questions about this. If you don't understand this reading, understand this assignment, email me. Utilize me trying to help you. Why is it that so many of us don't? We're scared sometimes of revealing to professors maybe that we're a little behind because we don't understand what's going on. But that's exactly why they want to help you. They want to help you catch up. They want to help you understand. And so if you can accept that and own up to that, that is huge. And that is a great form of self-advocacy that will go a long way, okay? And um, just know you can always communicate. Over-communicating is better than not communicating at all, okay? All right, the last, last thing, other than I want you to stop sweeping things under the rug, you know, and letting dust collect 
I want you to start having a weekly check-in with yourself. Maybe you want to do this on Sundays before you take on the new week. Or maybe you want to do it on Monday, the first day of the week, you know? Okay, new week, fresh start. Let's figure out what we're going to do this week. I don't know. Either way, I want you to think of this as an appointment with yourself that you keep with yourself. Keep it at the same time every week on the same day so it's consistent. It's like a little appointment with yourself. If you keep it consistent, you will probably keep doing this. But this is something I've been doing this year. It was my goal January 1st to start doing this and I've still been doing it. I do this personally every Sunday whenever I'm not working. Usually I work at the restaurant in the morning or at night. So I'll just dedicate an hour to this and I'll plan it out ahead of time because usually I know my schedule a week in advance. So I'll know like, okay, I'm going to do this Sunday morning or Sunday night. And basically, I will go through all of my important adulting to-dos. So maybe like right now, doing taxes, working with my CPA, and communicating with my boss if I need time off or if I need to express concerns, communicating with my professors about what I'm struggling with, what questions I have. Um, If I need to make up an assignment, I will ask if I can. I used to just like miss assignments in school and then just be like, whatever, I'll do the next one. I'll do it better next time. But then I learned recently, if you just ask them like, hey, I really want to improve my grade. Can I make this up? A lot of times they say yes, especially right now with everything we went through with the pandemic and Zoom and online learning. And now we're going back to normalcy with going back to school in person. It's just, there's a lot of flexibility is what I've come to realize. And that's something you can also utilize as well. So just ask for what you need. Make it a weekly thing to sit down and schedule your doctor's appointments. Pay your bills. Organize your files. Do a digital clean clean out organizing uh the photos in your camera roll deleting old emails things like that it will really really help you and you know sometimes it's better to do this on a weekday so that if you need to connect with somebody who is working you can actually get in touch with them versus on the weekend when they have their weekend off perhaps so yeah just thought i would add that all right, so real quick, just going through those questions again. Why are you afraid to speak up? Why do you allow yourself to be taken advantage of? Do you complain about being tired but not take action? How are you currently protecting your energy? These are the questions of today's episode. And if you didn't already write these questions down and use it as a journaling exercise, I highly recommend you do that today. Maybe you're in the car and you weren't able to. I suggest that you do that because I want you to be able to speak up for yourself I want you to know your worth I want you to know how much power you have within you how much power you have when it comes to protecting yourself and your energy and the quality of your life I am someone who struggles with really bad anxiety and being able to 
take a hold, like hold the reins of my life and be an advocate for myself has really, really helped me to calm my anxiety. And it's helped me to work my way to a lower dosage of my antidepressants and just feeling more organized has really, really helped limit the chaos and the chatter in my mind. So I highly recommend you consider this as you take on this new spring quarter. I hope that you blossom and you bloom in the days to come and that you enjoy your spring and Easter april i hope you buy yourself some nice pretty flowers and all right i'm gonna stop rambling i love you guys thank you for listening thank you for your patience with me as i made my way back to making a new episode it's been a really really interesting last few months of doing the hard work and learning how to advocate for myself and now that i feel more organized I feel more motivated. I feel on top of the world and I I'm ready to start creating quality content for you guys. All right. Love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Ciao for now. Bye.